Hi everyone and welcome back to a new LeadPod episode. Today we'll be talking about equality and media representation, specifically how it relates to peace building and leadership. I'm Shanti, I use she, her pronouns. Hi guys, I'm Christina and I also use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Ayat, um, I also use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Marianne. I use she, her pronouns. Hi, I'm Miral. I use she, her pronouns. Awesome. So I guess we can just jump in. For as far as current events, I know that there's the Gabby Petito story that is bringing in a lot of representation problems and a lot of media representation problems specifically. Does anyone have thoughts? Um, I guess I'll just open up. So um, the guy with potato case, I'm gonna be honest, I heard about it first on TikTok. <laughs> like that's where I first started like seeing about it. And like, I feel like people were treating it more as like, ooh, interesting case. Like let's make this a Netflix documentary more than like a serious case about a woman who got miss- who went missing, ended up dead, boyfriend went missing, blah, or fiance went missing, blah, blah, blah. And, it's like another story. I think we reported on this like back in April of like a woman in um, England and then the whole like 98% thing came out. So it's something similar in the sense that like this is just one case of a woman brought to like the bigger light, even though this unfortunately happens to so many. But when you look at it from the other side, you have to realize how many like women of color, um, especially like indigenous women have been going missing, but there have been like no reports, no like police lookouts for them, like nothing at all. Um, And that's not to invalidate Gabby Batito's case or like anyone involved in that, especially her family. It's just to point out like the difference between when like someone someone who's white goes missing and then when someone of color goes missing or like when something bad happens to either one. Yeah, I also read about um, how the cases of missing indigenous people got brought into media attention only after um, this case of like a white woman. And I read about some stats where um, like indigenous people in Wyoming, they've made up, I think, or the different homicides um, of indigenous people in Wyoming, they made up like 23% of the entire state's homicide cases, but the actual population of indigenous people in the state was only around 3%. So like, that's kind of a really shocking statistic to me because like, it just kind of shows how little representation there is, um, like diversity of representation in the media. And I think the fact that um, I, you had to or you like found out about this through TikTok is kind of like a testament to that, um, that it's like really not represented enough in media. Uh, yeah, uh, so I also would like to add on more about um, when I read about it, there was also this article calling it like white woman syndrome or missing white woman syndrome where like uh, the case of a missing white woman will like become like famous and um take over headlines and all of that 
And then when that comes up is when other people start questioning or like bringing up topics of other missing women and women of color. I think this also happened in Britain too. Uh, Sarah Everard, the same thing happened and it brought up the 97% and missing women of color as well. Yeah, just to kind of go off what you know, I said, um, that's what, like, I was kind of, I was trying to remember her name, Sarah Everard. Um, and I don't know, I feel like when we look at the, like, like with these cases, it's kind of sad, like Christina said, that like, I only found out about it. And then the cases of other um, in uh, women of color going missing through like the social media app, which isn't to say like, oh, don't use social media for these things, but it's like, why aren't, like bigger news outlets like reporting on these things or like why is it like when I go on the news app like on my iPhone like I'm not seeing these things it's more like either irrelevant news or news that's like it like it kind of starts to starts to all sound the same like it's the same things over and over again when these are like um situations that especially like women in our generation need to be hearing about and need to be speaking about because it feels like not enough people like take it seriously like they just think it's a name or it's just like a cool interesting story or something like that yeah definitely but i guess looking at it from positive light it's like cool that you found out about it at all even if it was through a social media post at least someone was talking about it which i think is like the more positive side of social media even if some of the stories are fake or like maybe it isn't the right intention of the person who was sharing the story. Maybe they weren't talking about it in a serious tone and it was just like an interesting case, but like at least it's being talked about, which I think is like a more positive side to the social media. Yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to go off of that. I just feel like it's sad that like women of color, especially like black and indigenous women are the only ones talking about like their own oppression or their own like, cases like the only people I've seen like ever talk and talking about like missing and murdered indigenous women MMIW which is like their own movement are like indigenous women on TikTok and like that's it like that's the extent of it I've never seen any mainstream media outlet talk about it I've never seen any big creator that wasn't indigenous talk about it and it's just like upsetting because like it's a huge problem especially in the United States and like Canada and no one is talking about it except the people affected by it. Right, yeah. And to like kind of go off of that, it doesn't really help with the problem, especially because like the awareness and like education of um, these types of issues aren't spreading beyond like the origin kind of. So like less people know about it, um, less influential people know about it and that means like less things will be done about it to also like keep spreading awareness of it and to also start like thinking about how do we prevent this how do we like combat it um and something else i just remember that i read is like i think a lot of news outlets will actually like the way that they report um for example like the death of a white woman versus the death of like 
a woman of color is like very different in the way that they describe the things that happen. So like for an indigenous or like a person, a, a, a woman of color, it would be much more violent and like gory or like with a lot more like unpleasant details. Um, whereas with a woman, a white woman, it would be like kind of not really, not really like glorifying, but like kind of saying how like, oh, poor woman, like she, she deserved better or whatever. And like saying it um, in like a, well, not really a positive light because it's like a death, but like, there's like, like a pity. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like a better way, better like described way than like um, a woman of color. And that itself is really discouraging to people who have maybe a relative or a friend that um, has gone missing or they know is in danger because they don't want people they know to be like represented in that way in the media. And that like, imagine if like your parents got in the news, but like it was in a bad way. Like how, how uncomfortable would you feel? Like it's like really discouraging to those people. And that's also another reason why um, like not much media representation is given to these um to like cases for people of color because it's just really discouraging to them and like it doesn't promote like kind of like a welcoming you know environment at all yeah definitely and like i think also what you said about it being the awareness not spreading out like from the origin i also think that when awareness does spread and it, a lot of people are talking about it it's like it, they stress about how much how important awareness is and educating people on the topic is but it only really improves the situation to a certain extent until like the popularity dies out and like nothing actually gets done like you don't see any actual progress being made with the situation to prevent any more any of it happening again yeah and i think that really ties into like the performative like how performative this generation is in their act in most of their activism like obviously there are some very genuine activists out there that are putting in the work to make real change but like so much of it is just post a little thing on your post a little infographic on your Instagram story and then that's it activism done for the day I'm 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 a good person like it's just ridiculous like how I don't know and it ha it happens with like every movement like when the free Palestine movement was getting a lot of traction like earlier this year everyone was like oh, here's what's, it's like, it's always those like accounts that are like, here's what's happening in Palestine. And it's like this, they make it into like a cute little infographic, which is like mess up on its own, but, and they do it with like everything, so. Yeah, exactly. And then there's the other side of performative activism where it's like, if you don't post on your story, you're not doing anything at all which was so bad during the BLM movement because everyone was like jumping on that train of, oh, you didn't post something about BLM? Like, do you not care? Which was so weird because half the infographics one would either have 
super exaggerated data or they would have like just wrong facts or something that would just be skewed into the purpose of benefits for a certain group of people or benefits for like an opposing group of people which doesn't make sense and then there's also i think i read an article a long time ago there like these instagram accounts like impact and i can't remember another one but impact owns two huge instagram accounts i think it was change c-h-n-g-e i think impact and changed are owned by like white men who literally just use these stories to get money from the revenue from like reposts and likes i might be wrong but i read it in some article like a long time ago so feel free to fact check me but i think it's interesting how the revenue part of it comes in yeah and like with the the form of activism it's like oh you didn't post um you're not doing anything or oh you did post and you showed proof that you're doing something you're only doing it for attention and popularity like it's very hypocritical there you can't do anything to please everybody and it's like way a lot more pressure with popular um celebrities i guess especially like tiktok celebrities like I don't know, like Charlie D'Amelio and stuff back then, with, there was a lot of pressure on them. And they're like teenagers. <laughs> they're like our age. They're like 16. So it's either they post about it and they're doing it for attention or they don't post about it and they don't care, which is kind of a lot of pressure to put on someone who's literally in high school. Yeah, yeah and I, I also... Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, thanks. Um, I also thought that I, or I saw a lot of cases of that with other celebrities too, where like they kind of got canceled on Twitter because they didn't post something um, that everyone else was posting about. And like people were criticizing them and being like, why didn't you, or like, what, yeah, why don't you like support this movement? I think it was like during the BLM, um, like the rise of the BLM movement time. And like, I think. It, it, I forgot exactly who it was, but like there was an actor that got like criticized for that. And I think he like later came out or like it got released somehow that he was like donating a bunch to like different organizations and stuff. And like um, actually he was being very involved, but like everyone in the public just didn't know what was going on. And like that just shows how much you shouldn't criticize people based on like the surface level things that you see about their lives because you really don't know like what's going on and like what they're actually doing because like that actor was actually very involved and was like donating your own money to different organizations that would help. So yeah, I think that's like a good lesson to learn. Um, I wanted to go back to the thing that Mirad said about um, like the TikTok celebrities like how much pressure everyone's like like so like everyone on social media is like putting on them to be like the perfect activists and then it just it ends up just turning into something like super performative just to please everyone like with charlie d'amelio she still has like the blm profile picture it's been like and she's just like afraid to take it off because she took it off for like a week and everyone's like, oh, so you don't care about BLM anymore? So she was like, okay. So she put it back on and then everyone was like, oh, you're just you're just doing it because you got backlash. Like, what do you want her to do? Like, I like 
I don't know. It was just I, I got frustrated for her. I'm like, how? What is she? What is she supposed to do? Like, have B11 her profile picture or not? Like, anyway. Yeah, I think um, about the TikTok thing. So personally, with, with what Maddie said, yeah, I remember. I remember when that happened when she changed it, and I saw so many like commentary videos and like YouTube videos, just being like, like, oh. Uh, Charlie D'Amelio exposed for being a racist. I was like, whoa, whoa what, what just happened? And they were like, she removed her profile, her profile picture. I was like, um, again, I'm not one to judge whether or not she is, but like, okay. And then the other thing, so I saw this um, video done by a, I think she was a British creator. I don't really remember, but like she's originally um, Nigerian. Anyways. So she was saying, uh, this was during the BLM movement, and she was saying, like, um, she, she was kind of having this conversation with, like, one of her subscribers and kind of saying, like, yeah, like, people need to do more than just posting blah, blah, blah. But then she was talking about famous people, and she was specifically talking about famous creators, not necessarily teenagers like Charlie D'Amelio or, like, I don't know who else is a teenage creator these days, but like she was saying like, besides them, like she's talking about these mainstream like actors, musicians, whatever. And she was saying how kind of they do have somewhat of a responsibility to be posting or making movements, like um, making aware to their followers, which movements they do support and like kind of just letting their followers know like, hey, like this, thing is going on or this like person is missing blah 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 um solely because of the fact that one they are still human and they will still make mistakes but like she was saying they do have a responsibility because of their following and because of like who they are to society and she was also saying like that doesn't mean they can't make mistakes everyone will but that doesn't give them like that doesn't give them excuse to not say anything at all I don't know who Christine was talking about. The story sounds very familiar, but I can't remember who exactly she was referring to. Um, but I remember this YouTuber also brought that person up and was saying like they were like a good person and they did this, blah, blah, blah. But um, maybe they should have posted like something, even if it was like small, just to like make aware of what they're talking like. So followers know basically like who they're supporting, I guess. Because I know that during other movements as well, like people were unsure of they're quote unquote like faves, like if they were, you know, good people, like with the pastime and the stop Asian hate, like people weren't sure who like um, they were looking up to anymore. So I do agree, like, especially with teenage creators, like you shouldn't be pressuring them and like scaring them into like, you know, not posting or not like being afraid to do things. But with much older ones, like I'm talking specifically like Netflix actors, like these grown, like 30 year olds, 40, 50 year olds, like, who know what they're saying, who know what's going on in the world. Like they do have somewhat of responsibility um, to their fan base, I guess, because again, most of them are young and do have social media. So they do have some of a responsibility to be like talking about movements, bringing awareness to them. And um, also like um, posting like places to donate if possible for whatever movement. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like celebrities being like, I don't want to get too political on their platform is kind of stupid because having the conversations with 
politics is the only way to actually progress. Like if everyone were to say, I don't want to say extremist views because they think their opinions are extremist, that just doesn't invite conversation for anybody. So we're just going to have the same pattern. But that's also why, like on Ayat's point, I think that that's also why you need representation in media. Like if you were to have a POC woman talking about POC issues, it would be a lot better for the community because they would have more insight than, say, for example, a white woman talking about a random POC issue because they like, yes, it's important. But at the same time, you'd from my perspective, at least I'd want someone of the same community to be talking about community issues just because it feels better to know that they can relate to it in some way over someone who's just done their research minimally probably on Google or just like asked around on social media. So I think it plays a role, especially with younger children. Just imagine constantly like growing up with an iPad, like those iPad kids and just constantly seeing on TikTok this like white woman talking about your issues it's kind of weird to me if they actually see that all the time i definitely agree and this brings up something that really bothered me during like a lot of different movements was like white people especially speaking over people of color on their own issues and you see it with every movement like i'm going to speak on the free palestine movement like um, there was like this Palestinian creator, creator, she said something about like Sheikh Jarrah about what was going on there. And then someone in the comments was like, actually, I heard this other Palestinian person say blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh, that's great. I'm Palestinian. This is my opinion on it though. Like, who are you to have discourse with me about my own oppression? And it's just like, it's so weird because like, great, get your information from the people affected by it, but also don't go into other people affected by it and be like, actually, this is what I heard. It's it's so weird. Yeah, just to kind of, go, I'm just gonna give us like a personal thing on that because I remember I was talking to like some of our friends about like issues in Adolf and like things like that, like from like 2003 and all of that. And I had this teacher come up to me and be like, I have an opinion on this. And I was like, you are American. You like, he was, cause he was trying to say like, oh, blah, blah, blah was justified, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, you are not Iraqi. You don't know what happened. That's just like an example of what Mehdi was saying. And I've also seen so many people, um, so many like white people speak over like people of color with their own issues. A lot, I've seen a lot with the Stop Asian Hate Movement, like, I don't know why specifically, but I just saw so many like white creators be like, oh, like this is my opinion on this. And I'm like, you're you're not Asian. And they're like, but <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, and I think with this, I think I've seen it the most happen when women talk about like sexism or anything they've experienced, like anything that's happened to them that was caused by men. And then men coming in and saying, actually, no, it's, it's not like, it's what happened to her. And it's like, if, when they, when they speak about, about something specific and then they're like, this doesn't happen enough for this doesn't happen that often. Like it happens enough. It doesn't need to happen like 99.9% of the time for you to actually care about the topic. And it's like, 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm phrasing this right. It's like they'll come in and it's when they speak about something specific that happened to them, it's they'll come in and they'll tell them, no, the statistics say something different. But it's like it's a personal experience and you're trying to falsify it with statistics. It it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's always uh, like I remember my friend, she's like really big on like she has like a pretty substantial platform where she talks about feminism and especially like she's Muslim and hijabi. So she gives her perspective on that. And all of her comments are Arab men that are like, well, not all men are like that. A good Muslim man will not treat you like that. And she's like, okay, good for you. But I'm talking about something that happened to me that ha that has happened to most women. And they're like, well, it says in the Quran, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I don't care. I don't care. This this is like real life. Like, I, and it's, I don't know. It, get, it gets me like so mad. These, these men that think that like they know like women, women's oppression and like misogyny and harassment. And they're like, well, not all men are like that. Like us nice men, like, okay, shut up. It's always like nice guys finish last or something like that. Like, I don't know. And I think this just goes back to like the whole thing where we started, where like, this is like the main issue with like the whole like Gabby Petito thing. And then like every prior movement before that, where it was just like people of color trying to speak on their own issues. And they do, but you only see them or you see this, you see either only them speaking about it or you, or you see like white people speaking over them and you, you never have a common ground if that's even possible. But I don't know. It's just frustrating, especially when you're genuinely trying to figure out like what's going on. Cause I remember with the Palestine movement, there were so many people being like, Oh, blah, blah, blah is happening. Oh, blah, blah, blah. got bombed. I don't know. Like I'm just bringing up like fake examples and no one would know what was and wasn't true. Like I remember um, my cousin at the time was like um, in Palestine. So I had to be like texting him and be like, hey, is this article true, blah, blah, blah. So it, all, it just continues to draw the line of like credibility between like creators in general. Yeah, like going back to Miriam's point, something like that very recently happened to me on tiktok i don't know what it is with tiktok comments they just think they can do whatever they want but there was this one tiktok of this white girl in it wasn't necessarily like an indian traditional dress it was from pakistan but like it's pretty similar clothing and she was wearing it and she was like vaping and she had a very weird like very derogatory song it wasn't necessarily derogatory towards brown people but it was like saying you know words that tiktok sounds usually say and i commented like because everyone was saying it wasn't cultural appropriation because it came from the girl the girl's mother or no the girl's girlfriend's mother who is pakistani and like from south india or something and everyone's like no it's not cultural appropriation like she gave it to her i'm like what she's literally sitting there vaping in the freaking dress and you just want to sit there and say no so then i commented that and then some random white girl not the creator of the video is like it's not necessarily cultural appropriation though like she gave it to her i'm like 
what is there one definition of cultural appropriation for like all cultures and situations i just didn't understand it so it was like yeah of course my comment wasn't never responded to as it should be but tiktok comments are just weird i had something really similar happen to me recently um like with there was this girl using henna to like make freckles on her face or something i was like I commented jokingly, I was like, oh, you should use black henna because like, cause like that's like very well known, especially in like Middle Eastern South, South Asian communities, like cultures that actually use it, like it's terrible for your skin. Like it, it can stain permanently. It can cause a lot of skin issues. So I was like, oh, you should use black henna next time. And she just commented and she was like, shut up. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, cracker, stay mad. And she was like, she was like, all of you people of color always get so mad over everything. I was like, I'm not the one that got mad. I just, I, I made a joke and you got, you and your white fragility got all angry over it. And, and then she ignored me. And then there were a bunch of other white girls that were like, why can't you, why can't you guys just leave it alone? Like, why can't you let other people appreciate your culture? I'm like, this is, this isn't appreciation. This is appropriation, but whatever yeah it's like anytime that they know it's it's um especially when they know they're doing something wrong it's like the minute someone points it out or barely like just points it out it's they get immediately defensive or when someone just slightly generalizes or isn't constantly specific when they're discussing an issue or discussing like a group of people they were oppressed by that same group of people usually like men or white people get very defensive and it's as if you attack them like you said their name personally when you were talking and it, it's always like oh i've never done this or oh you don't know like if they're all like this but i wasn't talking about you i was talking in generally and like I'm not, it's, I don't know, it's as if you just wrote their name down on when you were talking. Yeah, I also had, so it wasn't like a personal thing, it was just one of my friends. So um, she doesn't go to school in Virginia, she goes, um, I won't expose her, but she goes to school somewhere else. And she basically, basically the band team, the band kids at her school had like a performance and decided to all, mind you, the entire, all, for some reason, all of the band kids, band kids were white. So all of them decided to dress up, and I say that in quotes, as Native Americans. So bought costumes, did it, all the, the like, um, sacred, like, face paint, warrior paint, all of that. And then decide, proceeded to do the dances, like the traditional dances, and decided to post it. And so all of the people of color at that school were like supporting like their indigenous friends and speaking up about it and my friend in particular like wrote this long post about it and kind of also hinting that her school has been like like kind of protecting the racist kids at her school and obviously most of her comments were very supportive and being like yeah like go go blah 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 like expose them for being racist whatever but then there was this one girl this one white girl in the comments who was like we were just trying to appreciate Native American culture. Why do you guys make it so dramatic? And then she went on and was like, this isn't appreciation. This is like just straight up like being racist, blah, blah, blah. And then 
the girl replied and was like, yeah, but if it was people of color dressing up as a cowboy, you wouldn't get offended. And my friend, I remember on her spam account, posted the comment before replying and was like, what do I even say back? Two hours later, she replies and she's like, well, if you do your history, you would know that cowboys originated from Native Americans, Native Mexicans, and Black people. Well, basically, she just kind of clapped back at her and was like, Sit, know your place. And then her the girl's last comment was something like, like people of color always tell us to appreciate their culture and create diversity, but then get mad when we represent them. And I just remember all of her replies for people of color being like, girl, if you think this is representation, like, <laughs> I feel so sorry for you. And I remember my friend Span, like she was so frustrated because she was getting um, uh, DMs from like the band kids being like, I'm gonna um, explicit you, I'm gonna blah, blah, blah you. And like, she's also Muslim, which <laughs> did not help her case. So she was getting like racist attacks and Islamophobic and sexist attacks. So um, clearly white fragility is in the air. <laughs> it's in the air this season. No, but like that comment of, sorry, Miriam, but the comment about cowboys is like they literally have cowboy spirit days made by white people. Like half the time, the leadership that are making those spirit days are white people and they decide cowboys anyway. And then they get offended like if someone wears a cowboy hat in their POC. I'm like, what? you don't have a culture, man. Like anybody, anybody can do anything. And like, I don't know. It's just weird how they think that they have a culture but then they stole it from other cultures too. That reminds me of that one video of Caitlin Bennett. If you don't know who Caitlin Bennett is, gun girl, look her up. But she was dressed in like indigenous, like attire, like one that she got from like Spirit Halloween. And then she went to like a missing and murdered indigenous women like protest. And everyone was like, leave, what are you doing here? Like, why are you dressed like that? And she's like, I'm just appreciating your culture. Like, isn't that what you guys want me to do? Like, isn't that what you're always telling white people to do? Blah, 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 blah. And like, she does that with like everyone. Like she goes, she goes into like queer spaces and she's, she pretends to be like non-binary or something. And she's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like being part of the celebration. Like, what do you guys want me to do? And we're like, and they're all like, girl, we know who you are, like leave. And she's like, I am not Kaylin Bennett. Who do you think I am? Like. And she just, like, she does that, like, everywhere she goes. And it's, I don't know, it's, like, it's extremely strange. And I don't know. I just wanted to add that because it's, that's, I guess, story reminded me of that. Okay, so with that, we're reaching close to the end mark. So for our takeaways, just relating back to peace building and leadership, for your takeaways, like try and include one thing that you'd want people to do to stop the problem of the lack of media representation. And then also say like, what does good representation in media look like? Um, I guess I'll start. So in regards to like, how can we, um, your fir the first thing was like, how do we, like prevent these issues right yeah okay so um i'll give the example again of the Palestine of the um pre-palestine movement during that movement i remember there's a specific creator named um 
Oh my god, I just forgot his name. But anyways, he you might have recognized him. He had kind of like long curly hair and spoke like really well Arabic. Anyways, so he was making reels and like IGTVs about Palestine, like giving also like summarized um, information, but also very detailed. And I remember a lot of people used to repost them. Like even my friends who are like cousins, friends, or like people I don't even know that well that I just follow on Instagram, like they were just reposting, reposting. So I think number one would be uplift the voices of the movement that um, you're trying to educate yourself about. So whether it's free pastime, Black Lives Matter, stop Asian hate, um, missing indigenous women, um, number one would be up to uplift those creators because they're they're going to be the ones who know the most about the issue and are going to be able to tell you like what is going on. So in terms of how to prevent lack of representation in that aspect, I would go, I, that's what um, I think. And then good representation, I think goes hand in hand with that is listening and um, taking information from people of that movement. But I would also say not to listen to just one thing. Cause I know we mentioned very briefly that many mentioned like two Palestinian creators saying two different things. So that's okay to listen to both. But again, um, sometimes don't form your own opinion on certain discourses, especially if you're not part of them. So like the feminism one, um, stop Asian hate, like all these things, if you're not part of said group, don't insert yourself in it, educate yourself, but don't give an opinion, especially when you're not, um, educated enough as those creators or like other people speaking on the issue are. Yeah. And I guess another thing kind of related to Ayats is when these, when people belonging to the group are speaking up, up about it, um, give them a space, I guess, like, yes, speak up, but also know when you, if you don't belong to that group, when you can speak up and when you're like taking up space from other people who know a lot and are personally connected to that topic, it's like, we always encourage speaking up, but sometimes it's a little too much to the point where other people start taking up too much space and it's like giving people more personally connected and with more education, less of a chance to come up and say and advocate. And also I'd say, um, I just forgot what I was going to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, I pretty much agree with what um, Miral and Ayat said. Um, I kind of want to go to the question about what good representation look like, looks like. Um, good representation in in media, whether that be like entertainment, TV, movies, blah, blah, whatever. Just like if you're going to have like a character that's going to be, I don't know, Muslim, for example, even if the actor playing the character isn't Muslim, which it, the actor should be, but if that if that's something like that isn't possible for you, at least consult Muslim people like on the character, like while you're writing it, because like there's just so much misrepresentation in media for I think like every group that isn't like a white Christian man, and it's just it's like you get like secondhand embarrassment watching that because it's like that is so inaccurate like what is, what even is that so uh, this is more for like 
the industry and stuff, but I wish that like they would consult more people like that they're actually representing or like trying to represent on like their the characters that they're writing. Yeah, and I think with, oh, sorry. I think with that, um, I just saw actually Lena post about this um, and it was like a really short post and it was just saying like, basically, if your character's trans, make the actor the actor trans or consult with somebody who is. And that just basically goes with what Medi was saying. Like if you're representing a certain um, minority, a certain group, you need to, you need to either have like them play it, which is better representation in general um in terms of like people being able to look up to them but also just to have like an accurate story because i think with any type of group whether they're queer or their religion or like if they're a person of color they will always get misrepresented and kind of like what medium said like it's just embarrassing to see because you end up getting to the point where you're just like i don't even want this anymore like i'm done with this representation you know yeah, and I just remember what I was going to say. Um, this also ties back to what Ayat was saying. When people do, like when a, per a woman discusses um, the feminism movement or an Asian person discusses the Stop Asian Hate movement, when they speak up about personal, like, personal things that happen to them, you can't form opinions on something that happened to a person like it's not a statistic or like a research or it's not some fact that you can sit and analyze it's a story it's an event a traumatic event that happened to a person and you can't come up and say actually or this is what i think about it because you are not asian and this never happened to you so it's just know when you to speak up and know when to give other people space yeah, so on my takeaways, like how to prevent the lack of representation, I think Meadal covered it where it was like allowed them the space to talk about their issues. And then on the topic of talking about issues, like I do agree with the point that like the people who have these experiences should be talking about it. But that's not to say that like other people cannot talk about it either, because I think they can. It's just don't say your opinions about the issue if you don't have the experience with it like you can say yes i totally agree or like something like that where you're showing support for it not trying to undermine their actual experiences because it's their experiences like you don't have something contradicting it because you're not a part of the community that has said experiences and then on the question of what good representation looks like, I also do agree on the topic of like having these actors actually in those positions and not just those token positions of like, oh, here's our token Indian actor, here's our token Muslim actor or something. Like have them actually have a cultural background that's not based and baked in stereotypes. And then also actually taking the actor's suggestions in the writing room. Because I see so many instances where they hire the token POC and then they don't take their suggestions on making the character better which is so wrong in so many ways like I think in Jesse I think Karan Brar want, wanted to change his character of Ravi because that was that was the worst representation I've ever seen in my entire life and I grew up watching that stuff like that was scary but they I don't think they took his suggestions on it because he had a crazy lizard like that was yeah overall 
I think definitely taking the suggestions of the actors is a really good step forward. But yeah, does anyone else have anything to add before we close out? Okay, cool. So that was the end of our media and representation with equality episode. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.